Welcome, welcome to another new episode of the What the Niche podcast with your host, Andrew Morris. It is wonderful to be back with another new episode. But before we make our way into this week's conversation, I have a couple quick announcements. First, please head over and check out the site at whatthenitch.net. You can find all of the episodes, merch, and get updates about all things going on with this show. Second, please check out former guest and friend of the show, Dawson Richards, The Void Frequency Podcast. He just released a slew of new episodes, and he continues to kill it with his dive into all things creepy, unexplained, and all-around downright disturbing. That's all I have for this week's updates, so without any further delay, let's jump right into this week's episode. In this week's episode, we will kickflip and maneuver our way through the wild and rad world of skateboarding. I think getting what you want quenches the fire that got you there often, unless it's something replaced by something more permanent, which becomes more intangible. I think the successes of winning, right? You want to be the best in the neighborhood and then win the local contest and then whatever, whatever. It's, it just keeps going up. And then by the time you get there, you can have a stadium screaming your name. It's actually happened a couple of times to me. And there is a visceral exhilaration to it. There is. I've experienced that. I know what that's like. You land a trick and there's, it just lights up. It's crazy. But at the same time, it's hollow. It's hollow. That's not the thing that can drive you, at least not for long. It's being able to say, oh, I had that. I had a model or I had people autograph, oh, whatever, all of these honors. Eventually, that stuff fades to just static and you're left with you and you're bored. And if you decide that that's what you love, that's what you're doing, then your days are numbered. And so the trick is to always peel back of why am I doing this in the first place? Oh yeah, I still, like I'm still that kid on the farm, you know? And I cling to that. Even the things that hurt, like the things that I grew up with, the things that still, like, I got issues, you know? but I nurture them. That's what gets me out every night. It is easy to say, and I think it's smothering to say, and often there's a culture of saying that if, if it cannot be proven, it must not be possible. Teetering on a wooden edge, staring down at the 15 foot drop, heartbeat felt in your teeth pushing aside reservation and letting the wheels guide you feeling the board under your body creating an adrenaline-fueled sense of euphoria the need to push the boundaries of what is possible a necessity rather than an option slaves to thrill masters of fear those crazy few who seek destruction of their self for the beauty of small doses of accomplishment, living a life of uncompromised fulfillment, one rail, staircase, gap, or kickflip at a time, making the rules as you go along with an ever-present team of one. The weight of the challenge sits heftily on your shoulders, a world of structure and limits fades, leaving just the pavement and a willingness to never stop. Outcast and misunderstood, those misfits of empty parking lots find solace in the success of a new trick. And as the observer looks in from the outside, maybe they could find a life lesson or two in the delightful struggle of it all. 
how many of us land the job we want on the first outing? Do we enjoy being told what to do at a job we hate? Are we tired of following the rules? The freedom, peace, and resilience of those who can wipe out and continue to get back up provides a resounding example of how we could all exist. Imagine if we found ourselves in a world filled with those who didn't stop until they landed the perfect trick. The next time I fall off the board and hit the ground, I'll be sure to get back up, wipe the blood and dirt off, put a foot back on, and push off until I do the damn thing right. That brings me to today's guest. His name is Ashton Murphy. He is a friend, Christian, and a skateboarder. Amidst our chat, we maneuver through the many things people assume about those who are in the skateboarding world, specifically the notions of being destructive and hating authority. We also discuss the origins of the culture, how things have changed, and how Ashton's approach to the skateboarding world is slightly different. Not only do we dispel assumptions people have about the skateboarding world, but we also manage to tackle some of the presumptions associated with Christians as well. Overall, I found our chat to be a true hang, and I think you will find Ashton is genuine and a thoughtful dude, and I hope you enjoy this great conversation. How's it going, everybody? I'm Ashton Murphy. I am 22 years old, um, and I'm here to talk to my good old boy, Andrew. Uh, so Ashton reached out to me. He's like, hey, bro, I got to be doing that podcast. What's up with that, though? And I was like, shit, bro, you ain't wrong, though. We're going to get you up on here. Uh, you got to have the backstory that we talked about at the Subaru doing a lot of different ideas. That is true. Like, So um, hopefully in the future... And you're going to get an inside scoop here. Uh, listen up here, Joe. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, Alex Jones here, uh, guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, uh, me and Ashton would literally just riff off of each other for, I don't know, until like the end of the shift. <laughs> until a customer came in. <laughs> yeah, until a customer came in. We would, he would come yep. up, he would just be in a character, and I'd like, whatever the character was, I would mimic something similar. And yep. we would just riff for ever the whole day. And uh, people would be like, what is, what, what is going on over there? And uh, uh, it was always fun. It always cracked me the hell up and made the Saturdays fly by. And uh, I yep. told him that uh, I really want to try and do a, a podcast called what the skit, uh, which would just be us uh, creating these little skits in these characters. Uh, and I have scoured, the uh, interwebs for other podcasts that are doing things similar to this. And guys, I'm not throwing hate, but the skit podcast game needs to step it up because it's not <laughs> great. Like most of the stuff wasn't real, really that funny. And I'm like, man, we could do better than that. And uh, yep. so I'm thinking we're going to work, we're going to work Ashton into the fold at some point. And uh, I got some other people on deck for that too. Um, but for today, we have brought Ashton on to talk about uh, something that I hadn't even considered. I do know a couple people in this game, uh, but he's a skateboarder. Uh, he's pretty avid about it. And I know he's talked about it quite a bit to me, and I, I usually just glass high out just because <laughs> at some point I just kind of quit keeping up with it. I uh, used to watch the X Games and love that stuff, but um, I like to start these conversations per the usual. I'm a little rusty at this. This is like the first time I've talked to somebody in like six weeks because I got so many on deck. Um, yep. But what are some assumptions that people make about you as a skateboarder? What are some preconceived notions that people have about you based upon that? Well, for one, I think the obvious is that uh, people think we like to destroy things, um, which is not necessarily wrong, but I mean, it just depends on the person. Um, and if we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, if you go around, you know, the spray painting everything and absolutely like if you bail on a trick or anything and you start, you know, hitting the op, like hitting the obstacle or like breaking windows, anything like that. Um, I think it comes down to respect of yourself and like your peers when you're at a spot. And if you feel like you want to destroy something, 
just do it later somewhere else. But um, also, I think people think we're just rebellious in general, but um, that's not what it is at all. I think our minds are just built way different. You know, when we see a handrail or a stair set or just, you know, a little gap or, you know, just a big piece of grass, you know, between two huge pieces of, you know, concrete, it's, we just see it in a different light instead of, you know, just us going, you know, hey, that's a handrail. That's what I got to use to get down the stairs. You're like, hey, I'm going to walk down these stairs, you know, or walk through this grass. We see it as like an obstacle, like something to push ourselves out of the normal and out of um, what is um, comfortable to us pretty much and try to make it make it seem like a different object than what everybody else sees it as. Um, and it, I mean, yeah, some stuff gets broken during that process, like a handrail can get scratched up or concrete can get chipped, that's for sure. But our heads aren't in the space of like, we got to destroy this spot. It's basically just to kind of like push ourselves. But for me, I mean, I'm just, I would like to think that I'm a nice guy. Um, and anytime I go somewhere and, you know, want to skate a spot, if anybody ever asks me to get out of the spot, you know, I'll, I'll usually you know say, all right, I understand and I'll leave. Um, I think it's, I think it's the same as if anybody asks you not to do something, I think you can deal with it in a respectful way. But that's just one thing is people just think we're rebellious and kind of like, haters of everybody um but that's kind well, of really the only yeah i do think that part of that is fair uh, you know if you if you understand the culture because uh you know a lot of the uh, uh skateboarders started in the punk scene uh you know and mm-hmm. the punk scene was was rebellion uh i mean the very yep. uh foundation of that set of music was based upon that that notion and that idea that they were going to push against the status quo um, so I think a lot of that gets tied in, you know, when you think of skaters back in the day, you're thinking of like rancid stickers and misfits and things of that nature. And, um, a lot of that culture became inter- intertwined and ingrained, uh, within each other. So I think that some of that is fair. Um, the associations there, like you said, um, but it's changed. It's changed an awful lot. Uh, you were talking about, I don't know what the skater's name is, uh, but you said that there's actually a skater who has his own ministry. If you want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Beaver Fleming. What is um, his name? He has been Beaver Fleming. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what his ministry is called, uh, but he has, I think he has a board company with it's him. <laughs> Yeah, he builds a couple dams down every river. <laughs> um, the water got, is our god. <laughs> <laughs> him and uh, him and another guy—I can't remember the other guy's name—but um, they have a skateboard company that um, they just you know make their own graphics for. You know, usually they're kind of religion-based, based on God, and Jesus. Um, but with him, that, wouldn't that be sacrilegious? Not to be too funny, but like, have you put? all this religious uh, imagery on the bottom of your deck and like you're just grinding Shredded on it. Jesus, <laughs> bro, I'm about to hit this rail on Jesus face. <laughs> like that's his kind In of way. <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's protecting the board. <laughs> Could be. He's, he's built within it. His blood went into that. He's throwing holy um, water on the rail before <laughs> he grinds it. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a little sliver. Yeah. Um, yeah, him, I didn't, like, he's just a really, like, if you ever see him skater in X Games or anything like that, he's just a really, like, outgoing dude, very glowing guy, smiling and wants to try, you know, his best. Um, but I think with a lot of things that people who believe in a lot of things like that or who are religious, they kind of just go about their regular days and, you know, don't really talk about it too much, you know, to anybody who doesn't ask. I mean, you just kind of, like, let your light basically shine on, you know, whatever you talk about or whatever you do. Um, and for him, I, I mean, that's just through skateboarding. He's just a really nice guy. And, really wants to connect with people who are in skateboarding. Um, and he's a phenomenal skateboarder. He's professional, which you don't see a lot of Christians in skateboarding. Yes. I mean, nice people who don't want to rebel. I mean, I mean, even Christians see it as like a rebellious sort of state because they feel like, you know, a lot, I mean, a lot of kids who skateboard grew up in bad households um, who didn't have a great family or, you know, didn't have, you know, a mom or a dad or anything like that. Kind of, you know, got into the, wrong group of people but i mean there's there's two sides to everything that's for sure yeah and i think as a lot of these conversations have unfolded uh on this podcast i had a guy named brian robin on here um who i'm hoping to release his uh episode soon he's a comic book artist and Mm -hmm. the um the comic that he has is called memoirs of an angel 
It's awesome. You should uh, totally check it out. But um, in his comic, you know, it's, it's really violent. It's really violent. Mm-hmm. It's very graphic. And, you know, he, he discussed that. He's like a lot of things that are associated with Christians uh, can be boring, uh, <laughs> you know, and we discussed that, you know, we discussed some of the heaviest metal bands that I know of, uh, impending mm-hmm. dooms, AO. Uh, there's a bunch of great examples uh, of some of the most brutal bands you've ever heard of that are Christian. Uh, there's a lot of other comic book artists outside of Brian Robin that are doing things uh, like that. You see athletes, uh, Tim Tebow, you know, was a great example of a Christian athlete. You know, he, it's, it's tough to be a God on campus as a collegiate athlete, especially mm-hmm. somewhere like Florida, you know, where there are, a lot of really, really attractive, beautiful young ladies that probably would have thrown themselves at him. And he didn't, you know, nothing has ever come out about him. Uh, I think that it's, it's good that he's out there, you know, showing, you know, like you said, not just like straight putting it in everybody's face, but just doing his thing, mm-hmm. letting his light shine. Yeah. Um, you know, me and you've talked about it, you know, at, me as an atheist and you as a Christian, it never gets in the way of our relationship. It's, it is what it is. I might throw a little joke. You might throw a little joke and we just go about our day, dude. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think, you know, having that guy in the skateboarding community and demonstrating that and just letting it, letting it go, you know, people might not even know that you said you didn't even know until recently. And mm-hmm. I think that's good. Just to do you like your actions speak. You don't have to be so, uh, I don't know, in your face about certain things. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is uh, what are some of your accomplishments as a skater? I know that you're really into it. Have you made any cool skate videos, or what have you done? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I mean, I've been like at the same level for like the past ten years. So, I mean, I've been doing it for uh, probably thirteen years now. Um, and like, usually, people who get super, super good are the people who skate like every single day nonstop for like 12 hours a day, um, which I've done that before where I've skated for days straight. Um, but it's usually the people who just have nothing else to do and just go hard on like a really small skate parks, like the small towns that like nobody's ever heard of, or sometimes the places that great professional skaters come from because there's not a whole lot they can deal with. So if they have a very small skate park with very little obstacles, they're able to push themselves and do many different things on one obstacle. Whereas downtown at a Louisville skate park, um, it's huge. It's one of the biggest in the world. Um, and there's just a lot of things to do and there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of opportunity to kind of like push yourself because if you get bored with one thing, you just go on to the next. Um, so for me, I mean, like I'm not the greatest skateboarder, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody is the greatest skateboarder. Um, but I mean, to me, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be at a level where I'm kind of pleased with my skill set. Um, and I think that's with a lot of things that anybody does. Um, but accomplishment wise, I don't, I've never accomplished anything except for, you know, just tricks that I've tried to do for a really long time and then finally got them. But I've never been in any contest or made any videos. I mean, I've been in like a video, I had like two tricks and a buddy's video of mine, but it wasn't even, you know, I was like eight years ago and it wasn't even anything crazy. Just very small, two tricks. But so what is the craziest thing? What's the craziest thing you've done? The craziest thing I've done? I don't know. I really like, big gaps and ledges um so you like i haven't done it in a while but um like i just really like jumping off a big ledge or like a tall ledge or trying to do a really big gap because like i've been really good at ollies which is just where you just pop the board up and basically jump um and i've always been really good at them and uh i'm good at other things as well but though that in general i just really like seeing how far i can push it and go over something or off of something kind of seeing one body can stand, you know, falling a distance. Um, so just probably just a really big gap or a really big gap in my eyes. It's probably my biggest accomplishment. Have you ever had a, uh, gnarly wipeout? I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've sprained my ankle multiple times, which is never even fun. Um, I've fallen and hit my head 100%. Um, and that's never fun either. Um, I think like the day, like the first day of freshman year, I went out skating and I was skating on a little parking stump with my buddy. Um, and I was like first trick and I had sprained my ankle, probably the worst I've ever had. I'd ever had sprained it. And 
I was out for about two weeks on that one. And then when that one got healed, first time I went to go skate, I sprained the other one. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. I mean, feels like a sign, bro. Just <laughs> I mean, that was years ago, but shoot, yeah, I've sprained my ankle multiple times. So you too. never broke a bone? Skull fractures? Uh, concussions? Nope, never broke a bone while skating. I have doing other things, but yeah. I think that's consider yourself pretty lucky. I know a lot of people have taken some really bad falls. Oh, definitely. I've seen it too. I mean, I've seen people break their arms at the skate park and things like that. It's very, it's really weird to watch. That's for sure. Um, I saw a compound I'm, fracture on the, uh, the half pipe guy yeah. fell bone was sticking out of his, of his arm. I was like, Whoa. No, <laughs> it sir. Was it was, <laughs> I'd be out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. I'm definitely very lucky that I haven't had any super unfortunate events with skateboarding. Um, <laughs> that was me knocking on wood. <laughs> um, and I think that's awesome because, I mean, sk- skateboarding in general is a scary sport. I mean, you can talk to any professional skater. I mean, they still get scared doing things, but you've got to get past that. You know, you got to get past the fear over that barrier in your head to kind of push yourself to do it, which is hard for me sometimes, that's for sure, which is why I haven't progressed a whole lot. Um, over the you know last couple of years, but that's also because you know I'm just being an adult and having a full time job. I don't have a whole lot of time to go out and do it anymore. Um, but it's a me, it's a scary thing to do. Let me ask your opinion on this. Yeah, because to see some of the things that some of these guys do, yeah. it goes beyond practice. Because yeah. there's certain things that like no matter how many times you practiced it, the the stakes are really high. You know. Um, hell just dropping in on a ramp wrong you could really yep. really fuck yourself up yep. um so do you think that there's a level there there has to be the people that are really good do you think there's a disconnect somewhere in their brain that doesn't attach to danger in the way that a normal person's does and and i wonder that with a lot of the extreme athletes like you know your extreme snowboarders the people that are doing the uh the crazy, um, what do they call it? When they the skiers go out and they just shoot off that like ramp fly. and go as far as they can. What is it called? The vert, vert challenge or something? No, like that. I cannot remember what it's called. Yeah, and you're just like, what? The, the people go like two football fields, you yep. know, and then you've seen people wipe out and they just flip like 73 times. And you're like, <laughs> dude, that, you know, or skydivers, base jumpers. Do you think, yep. do you think that there's a, a miswiring there? Do you think they're a little crazy? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think I'm crazy for it sometimes because I know that there. I know if I do one wrong movement, then I mean, it's done. I'm done for. I mean, I've never seen anybody get paralyzed or anything from skateboarding. I've heard about it though, but just you know, falling from a great height and breaking your neck. But um, I think a lot of it also is. I've never like actually explored that question, but thinking about it, I feel like maybe there's also something that have happened like in some people's lives to where like that pain is not as much as something they've dealt with before. Um, to where it's like, you know, doesn't really matter. Um, you know, if I get hurt, you know, I've dealt with this before, you know, it's, it's nothing, but also, I mean, it also comes with, um, I mean, if you love what you do, it doesn't matter what happens. Like I love skateboarding. If I get hurt, if I break my arm or break my foot or break my leg, any, doing anything skateboarding wise, once it heals, I'm 100% I get back out there and do it again because it's just a lot of fun. And with that, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, a whole, whole lot of other sports with baseball, soccer, and football. You know, there's you're basically doing only one or, you know, a handful of things during the whole sports where you've got one goal and you have got to get to that goal in order for your team to win. But with skateboarding, it's all yourself. You're not, you're never competing with a team. Um, you're just competing against yourself and other people if you're ever in a competition. But it's also, there's there's never a level that where you can stop skateboarding you can just keep going and going and going and it's also like getting it's getting crazier as the years go like people are progressing way faster than they ever have i mean there's seven-year-olds out there that are skating in the x games and killing all the professionals and it does not even make sense i mean they're so tiny but it's just the fear they don't have the fear um but man that's a great point because you know growing up um, I rode BMX bikes. I was more into that. I, I did skateboard as well, but I was never that yeah. great at it. The only thing I could ever really do is I did a, a kickflip, and I think I did. Uh, I could do an ollie a little bit, um, just <laughs> enough to like jump off the curb. I'm like, skip But uh, dude, I mean, we would set up ramps that you know OSHA would have just come in and set the fucking thing on fire. They're like, this is not okay. Uh, but you know it. 
you almost feel invincible as yeah. a kid. There were so many things that I did that I look back on now that I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it is interesting that you bring up that point to say that, you know, these little kids are coming in and killing it just because that fear isn't instilled in them yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, when I was younger too, I mean, I wasn't as scared to do it, but I mean, there's still a fear inside of myself for sure. Uh, but like I grew up around my brother skateboarding um, and that's how I basically got into it. Um, and then just started from that. And then, I mean, for me, some people when they skate, like I can see them progress to like a professional level within like two years, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but with me, I mean, it took me years to like kind of get the fundamentals down. And I think it, like at that time, I mean, I was still scared to do it. I mean, I was just, I cared about my body basically. And I didn't want to hurt myself. Um, but I was definitely, you know, not as fearful when I was little, I was jumping down higher stuff, and, you know, going a lot farther, pushing myself way more. I was skating a lot longer. Um, more during the week and kind of like didn't care, you know, what kind of sleep I was getting as long as I was skating that I was happy, um, which is still the same. I think it's, I think a lot of people also misconceive um, that it's like it, that it's a competition. And I mean, I, I do know people and I've seen people, you know, around the world and at the skate park downtown that, you know, who are better than me and who are better than a lot of people. And I see that they, you know, feel that they're better than, people in all aspects because they are a better skateboarder than you they feel like they've accomplished more um but my thing is like as long as you're having fun with that or anything that you do that you know that's absolutely all that matters so i may not be that great but i have an absolutely amazing time doing it um and that's just if you get hurt doing it you just get back and do it again when everything's healed because you just love it that much yeah and there's a lot of things you know i i, I trained jiu-jitsu for four years and I tore an MCL and sprained my ankle a couple of times. And, you know, I would still get back on the mat, you know, now I, I, I don't feel as comfortable doing it um, because I had major abdominal surgery. And uh, if somebody goes, you know, knee on belly or um, yeah. somebody pushes in trying to break my guard or something like that, it could really be problematic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, until I get like abs of steel, which, you know, I'm not far off. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I just wouldn't be as trusting to go back. But I, I was, you know, before yeah. I thought it was like a life-threatening situation. You know, I was like, eh, if I sprain my ankle, it's whatever, you mm -hmm. know, or, you know, my knee. I was like, yeah, it healed. It'll be okay. And I yeah. know that a ton of guys do that. They put that, that fear aside because the love is greater than the fear. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's. I think all aspects of life is that, that very thing, like putting something aside uh, out of the love for it. You know, there's, there's yep. fears with teaching, you know, I, I could be going and be fearful that somebody's going to come in and unfortunately shoot up the classroom every day. Mm -hmm. And I could let that fear control me and, and yep. deter me from doing something that I look really love and enjoy, you know? And yep. <laughs> I, I, that's probably, you know, that goes deeper than I would have expected, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting that you touch on something else, you know, where your sensibilities actually in something like skateboarding, having sensibility can be problematic because you talked about as you got a little more, um, you became a little more aware of the danger It helped yeah. it hindered your growth, which is so mm -hmm. strange. Like you're <laughs> becoming an adult and it's fucking you over from being a good skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, yeah, it sucks for sure. <laughs> yeah, you start doing the numbers in your head. You're like, break my arm. It's this much. The hospital. <laughs> six weeks out of work. And, you, you know, yeah, I'm just I not going to get any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's really unique situation. And, you know, where something that you love so much, it literally gets changed just by the fact that you're growing up. Yeah. You know, and that's where I, that's where for me it comes in, you know, and I'm not hating on the people because I love seeing the people that are willing to be thrill seekers and do the, the crazy things like Travis Pastrana, uh, mm -hmm. the things that that man does on a motorcycle. You're just like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. Uh, or, um, God, who is the, uh, the really, really great driver? And he broke, he broke all of, uh, Evil Cable's records. Oh yeah, he just, just wanted to. Him. I mean, he's yeah. It's kind he's of the definition fair. of does not care what happens to his body. He's broken every bone of his body like twice. Oh yeah, but he and also just, has an unfair advantage over 
Evil Knievel. Like the bikes that Evil Knievel was riding were yeah, such sure. pieces of crap compared to what Travis Pastrana. Like when you're talking about like yeah. the bikes, that, there was no suspension. He's just hitting the ground. <laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ. So honestly, yep. he was more of a madman knowing yeah. that that bike was just probably just going to crumble into pieces every time he hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Travis Pastrana jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. Like, oh yeah, down into the the net thing, wasn't it? Wasn't no. it like was like the series nope. of nets? Oh, that was a different guy. Who was no, that? He literally, I don't think I know what you're talking about, but I it can't was like who a it was. space level jump. He was up in the. He was literally above the first level of the atmosphere. Oh, he yep. had the suit and jumped out. It was a. Uh, I think it was Red Bull sponsored it. They had. Yeah, the no, he had an actual up. parachute. Yeah, he jumped from space with an actual parachute, and like basically. I think it was a series of of nets that they had set up. Nope. That was something different. Somebody else did that. God, I wish I knew. Pull that up, (laughs) Jamie. (laughs) I need Jamie. Get get you, bro. Siri, what's that? Yeah. It's, uh, again, I mean, with Travis Bastrana and anybody, I mean, like, he's the definition of not having fear and does not, he absolutely doesn't care what happens to himself as long as he knows that he can, like, if he's still alive, he's going to keep doing that. I mean, with football and, you know, soccer and baseball and all those things, I mean, I think, I think you are at more of a risk of having, I mean, especially with football, of having concussions and having brain damage at the end, um, which can be life threatening. That's for sure. I mean, you could become paralyzed doing that. I mean, you become paralyzed skateboarding, but it's, um, with skateboarding, most of the injuries are just like kind of, um, you know, where your arms and your legs been. I mean, you'll have arthritis maybe if you get older and kind of like it'll be harder for you to walk, but I mean, you're going to be, most of the time, all there as you get older, you're going to be able to still, you know, talk to people normally, things like that. Um, because with skateboarding, you know how to fall. There's a certain way to fall um, where you don't hit your head. But yeah. it's yeah. Most, mostly just joint stuff as you get older. I mean, there's a guy, his name is Aaron Jaws Homoki, Jaws for short. Um, this man just, I mean, if, if you know, you know the, the waterfront downtown, the huge just stair set, stair set where it's like, mm-hmm. it's just like 100 feet long. This man ollied it once, landed it, and then did it again just for fun, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a wild man. He's I mean, he's a, he's the definition of what I'm talking about. He just likes to jump down stuff, just does it. And he lands every time he lands, his legs like go inverted, so his knees just like touch. So as he gets older, he's gonna definitely have like knee problems. That's for sure. Um, but he'll be there mentally, which is I mean a plus. Yeah, know, with other sports. It's kind of like that old adage, you know, if, if you worried about the things that you were doing all the time, it's like, are you really living or are you just waiting yeah. to die? You know? Yeah. And that, I, I love that thought because it's, you know, if you just spend your life calculating everything and, and all the, all the, the, the reasons that you shouldn't do something, it's like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. You know, and you know, that becomes that's really, you know, kind of a uh, symbolic for what's going on right now with the COVID-19 crisis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it becomes, and I'm completely in favor of wearing the mask. I've went down uh, those rabbit holes with people multiple times. Mr. Drew from Subaru, uh, me and him <laughs> just went back and forth on Saturday. Um, but not to get into that, but if this were going to be the new normal yeah. forever, that I couldn't go to live concerts. I can't go to live comedy shows. I can't see live theater. I can't go to live sporting events and I can't do all these different things. It almost for me does become, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Cause those have become some of my favorite things to do, yep. you know, at live theater performing and seeing it. Yep. And it's just, it sucks, <laughs> you know, and it's, at a certain point, you know, we can't live in fear forever. Um, so I'm hoping, really hoping, fingers crossed that this stuff and teaching, how am I supposed to make connections with kids via this, you know, zoom, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. or whatever, you know, this will do in a pinch. I would much mm-hmm. rather have you sitting here in the room with me. You know, yeah. there's just the connection that you make with people in person that you just, you can't, you can't, recreate that you know at least not yet maybe soon <laughs> maybe 
going to be X Machina level before it's yeah. long. I mean, the plus is that now apparently it doesn't spread across, you know, like contaminated surfaces or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, before, you know, at, well, at least this week, you know, it's also new and, uh, you know, the information comes in and there's so many things that they're trying to scramble to catch up, you know, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Um, not to go too far down a rabbit hole with that stuff, but, you know, just, yeah. just understand that with, with science and with medicine, uh, you have to, you have to be patient, you know, because that information is going to come in and information will cause change in the opinions yeah. in the scientific mm-hmm. community. It is not rigid. It is not dead set in things. And that's why I'm always been a fan of science because mm-hmm. it will admit its flaws. Uh, it is constantly tested. Even when somebody has said, this is now a rule, this is law, you know, well, there'll still be people that will test it. And then a, a lot of times, or some of the time, those rules and those laws that we held so near and dear for so many years, oh, we were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, whoa, science is bullshit. You know, jumping back into my full Alex Jones mantra, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, science is going to continually change. You know, presented with new information, they grow. They say, hey, mm-hmm. we have this thing now. We didn't know this before. Well, that changes that entire hypothesis. Yep. It's good. It's continued growth, much like people. You know, mm-hmm. it's not saying we figured this out 2,000 years ago. It's right there. Money yep. in the bank. You're like, yep. well, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's still creatures that we haven't even discovered yet. Oh, yeah. Which is wild. There's, uh, I forget the percentage of the earth that we haven't explored because it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not manageable you know for us to get there you know that's what makes movies about the deep recesses uh of the sea you know movies like the abyss that i absolutely love uh there was a movie called underwater that just came out it was decent it was it was it was all right it's totally worth the watch but it's just that inherent fear of of the unknown it's so much stuff that, you know the, the fear of the dark all those things that we just don't know you know, and, and yeah. underwater is definitely one of those. You know, you get below, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's sustainable, about 30,000 feet, something like that. You know, and we just have no clue what's down there. None. It's scary. 100%. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, you know, the center of the earth. Maybe there are people at the center of the earth. We speculate. <laughs> you know, we can scan so much and assume what's there. But, you know, what yeah. if it were something like one of these horror movies or sci-fi movies? It's it's all. It's hobbits. Yes, most definitely hobbits. Yeah, uh, Tolkien. World. Yeah, Tolkien just wrote about the center of the earth. That's all it was. Yeah, he'd been there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Most stuff. Most yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I know that you're someone who is into a ton of things, as are most people. Um, you're a multi multi faceted human being, yeah. uh, and we've already talked about one thing that might be surprising to people about with you being a skateboarder as a Christian. Uh, mm-hmm. What is something else that you might be into? Like, uh, are you really into like Sailor Moon uh, or some other? <laughs> I don't even know if you know who she is. Um, or I know some other. <laughs> I just don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is there something else that would be surprising to people? Like, this crazy ass badass skateboarder is into this? What? I mean, I think I told you earlier. I mean, I absolutely love music. I love movies a lot. Um, and then, like, not surprisingly, what's the yeah, surprising not, yeah, thing? Not surpri- yeah. <laughs> um, I had recently started doing like leather work, which is like, I mean, I mean, if anybody's like a hipster, like I've been called hipster before, I mean, it's not surprising to anybody. Somebody's trying to start their own business. Um, but that's one thing that I've been trying to start for like a year and kind of like going off and on. So that's like, that was a passion for mine and it still is. Um, and that's like, uh, I just like seeing things come to fruition. Basically, I'm not a, um, I'm not like a numbers person or like an analytical person by any means. So if anybody tries to explain anything to me, like tell me how to do something, I'm not going to understand it until I see it done. So I'm a very visual learner. I mean, I like working with my hands. Um, so as I told you, like with sales, one thing I didn't like about it is I was sitting down constantly, not doing anything. Um, you know, with no customers and I was just sitting down, you know, getting fat or something. Um, and not He's working my brain. <laughs> um, and with that, I just knew that like, I wasn't happy because I wasn't up and around and moving. Um, so if I'm working with my hands or doing something where my brain can be occupied with something that 
like my body is doing, then I'm happy. So with leather work, it's a lot of like mental things where you have to make sure everything's just right. Um, and I like using my hands with it and making sure that everything looks exactly how it should. And then I love seeing the end product. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily interesting or like surprising about me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like I mean, super into a whole lot of things. I wouldn't have assumed that, but I mean, I, I knew I get a little bit of that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what's the coolest thing that you've made thus far? Um, it's a good question. Um, coolest thing. I mean, I, the funnest thing I made is for, um, Tony, Tony's wife. Um, that little, like, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I made her like a little, just like kind of like pencil box kind of thing where it just, it's a square that sits on your table. You put knickknacks or something in it. Um, something about that, that, like, it's not super intricate, but I had a lot of fun making it. Um, but one thing, I guess the, like the best thing I made is I make like a, um, a, you know what field notes are? Little tiny notebooks. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I make like um, cases for those. So basically, it's just like a leather book, and you put the field notes in that. And there's little slits on the inside, and you can put you know both ends of the the front and the back in those little slits, and you can open it. And it's basically just having like a leather kind of notebook case, and then also it has a couple like card holders in it as well, so you can take it, use it as your wallet on the go. Like if you're traveling anywhere, if you want to write down anything, you know, grocery list, anything like that. That's probably the most intricate thing that I've made because that I have. I mean, I had to do all that from scratch, like figure out those measurements, which took me a little bit. And that's also the fun part about it is I'm like, I want to know if I'm capable enough to make like to, to know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. Um, yeah, that's wild. You need to get on that level of boot making just cause I, I love <laughs> a good leather boot. I will say that that's, I absolutely love watching like resale videos. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, just the boots. I love it. It's just a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> so you no just want to be a cobbler? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Just they're working with their hands and they look like they really enjoy it. I mean, that's just, I know that I would enjoy anything like making something. Yeah. Yeah. I t- yeah. I get that. Yeah. And you're right about the sales thing. Um, for people that don't know, it's it's really tough to keep yourself occupied while you're really slow. It's a rainy day. It's cold outside. Nobody's coming out to a car lot, you know, and if they do, it's normally scheduled or whatever. So you, you know, you might end up just sitting around, not a lot to do. And, um, it can be very problematic. It takes a, a unique mind to do that, uh, or a very driven mind. You know, we had some salespeople that would just use that time to contact customers and so on and so forth. And I just didn't do well with it. You know, I just need structure, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it was tough. Yep. And uh, but that brings me to the uh, the ways that I like to close these things out. Um, I think you've talked a little bit about um, some of your inspiration. Uh, you know, you, uh, it just sounds like just the thrill of it is one of the things that like motivates you in a way. Um, mm. So what are some of the things maybe there, uh, there's people in your life um, that you grew up with that inspired you, maybe people that you saw on TV uh, or maybe something that happened in your life, anything that inspired you to pursue skateboarding? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like I said earlier, my brothers skateboard. Um, so watching them as I just kind of like got, you know, to a certain age, I was like, Oh, that looks really cool. Um, and I really want to do that because I mean, everybody wants to be like their older brothers. Um, you know, you're supposed to look up to them. Um, and then I also tried playing, soccer baseball and basketball i played two years of each um and i was absolutely awful at them like i was so <laughs> bad um and there was just something about it where it just wasn't intriguing to me um and like with soccer i mean i wanted to be a goalie but they never let me be goalie and like so i didn't get to do what i wanted to do there um and then in basketball well, i think i made like two shots like in two years so like that was very <laughs> like discouraging for me um, and then baseball, baseball is probably the, like that if I could choose anything that I wanted to do, like, you know, main sport wise, I'd probably want to play baseball. Um, there's just something about baseball that I feel like would be really fun to be a professional at. But with that, I just wasn't too good at it. And it was not, you know, hitting, hitting a bone in me to where I felt like I really wanted to do that for a really long time. So, um, then I saw skateboarding and I knew that I was like kind of out of the ordinary and I wanted to be different just a little bit. Um, and like my stepbrothers, they, um, they all play sports and like they're absolutely phenomenal at them. Like they're all super just sports driven people. Um, and they've got that mindset and they love them. 
Um, and I kind of just wanted to be different a little bit. Um, and so I picked up a skateboard and then most of my friends as I kind of got older, like around the time that I was starting that, you know, they also skated. So I was able to have those people around me that, you know, still did that. And, you know, I wasn't able to like let it, you know, get away from me. Also, I have a little problem with like with authority, just a tab. <laughs> um, so like in like baseball and all that, you know, having a coach tell you what to do. Um, it was sometimes it was hard for me, but I mean, it did help. But with skateboarding, there is no coach. You're your own coach and you're able to progress whenever you do it. There's no schedule. You don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. You don't have to end at a certain time. There's no end game. Basically, there's no end goal. Um, you can kind of just do it and you can literally do whatever you want with it. It's just a day where you're just cruising around the city, you know, not doing a whole lot of tricks, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, what's going on. That's a win in itself. Or then another day you're just doing a bunch of tricks trying to really push yourself. You know, that's another win. Um, so there, I mean, with that, there is no structure kind of with skateboarding. You kind of just, you just do it to do it. Um, and also like with that as well, like when we were talking about pain and kind of dealing with all that, it's like anything else. It's all muscle memory. So once you do something enough, you kind of remember how to do it. So you do over time kind of, you know, you're not as fearful because you know, you can do that certain thing and you know exactly how to do it. So you're not going to fall as much as you did in the beginning until, you know, just a little accident happens where you didn't get enough spin or enough height or enough slide, anything like that. Yeah. Um, but with that, yeah, just growing up, I wanted to kind of do something different. I want to do something like extreme. Um, and that's just, that's the thing that caught my eye. And I tried rollerblading and scootering and stuff like that, but skateboarding is the one thing that kind of kept me going. It's the one thing I really, really put my whole heart and soul into as a kid and kind of grew up until I be, you know, became an adult. Yeah. And, you know, I think with the team sports, you know, cause I, I, I've been involved in that too. Um, there's a lot of benefits that do come out of that. You get a rigorous structure. I think it really benefits a lot of kids uh, working in a school. I see the benefits of the kids who are on the football team and the basketball team. Uh, they get that structure that they need, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's um, framed in something that they enjoy doing. And a lot of times, you know, in the classroom, it's tough, you know, cause you're like, Oh, give a crap about art. And you're like, okay, <laughs> well, that's fine. And, um, but I think that, and from my experience with a lot of the people that I know that uh, do things like skating and, and so on and so forth, a lot of the time, I think coming outside the norm um, breeds creativity in general. Uh, it seems like, you know, a lot of people in the skating community might be in bands as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew that a lot. That's how I knew most of the kids that uh, skated. There was a kid named Brian Thompson uh, who played guitar uh, he's now in a, a big touring band, Falling in Reverse. You probably heard of him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he played in my band, Barry But Breathing, and filled in for us for one show. And uh, just a really brilliant kid, just amazing guitar player. And uh, I, th- I noticed that creativity in him because once you were talking about, you know, you're, you're basically your own coach, you know, your own plan. And, and you know, unless maybe you get, to the bigger levels, those guys might have some people that work with them, but you know, you see, like you were saying earlier, you see obstacles and you're, you're planning on how you're going to trick off that. You're like, well, this might, yep. I might grind there, come off into, you know, the terminology is going to, I only have so much, <laughs> but you know, you're working out this uh, plan in your head and there's a creative mm-hmm. bit to that, you know? And yeah. I, I, th- I think that's really cool that, you know, people can find that, that outlet, you know, because mm-hmm. not everybody is going to fit into those boxes, you know, where yeah. you say, well, I'm cool with this coach telling me what to do, you know, and regardless of the benefits to that for some people, it's not going to work for everybody. And I'd never mm-hmm. actually, until I'm sitting here talking to you right now, ever thought about it or looked at skateboarding in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's also, I mean, also as a kid, I wasn't like a great student necessarily when I did my work, but I hated school in general. Um, and then I knew that also if like I wanted to play sports, I know for a fact I probably would have gotten kicked off a team because my grades weren't that great or like I wasn't paying attention that much. Yeah. Um, and again, I told you, I just like seeing things come to fruition, like making things. So yeah, it's a definitely a source of creativity. Um, and even if there is like any type of coach in skateboarding, it's usually, it's not like, hey, you're like, and you've got to do this because we've got to win. It's mostly people just like, oh, dude, you were so close. Keep trying. Like, 
you can do this. And it's mostly just a bunch of like motivation, pretty much just people like screaming at you, just telling you that you can do it because you're saying to yourself, oh, I can't do it. You know, this is like really hard. Um, but I mean, the end goal for you is just to land the trick. Basically, it's not to get a goal or to score a point for the team. And also, I mean, you can't get kicked off your own team. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. Even though maybe sometimes you should. Like, yeah. bro, hey, bro, you suck. <laughs> no, but yeah, that that's that's such a cool point. And you know, the the individuality of it all uh, is something that I think makes you strong. You know, mm-hmm. when it's just you versus a thing, you know, there's no other blame. You know, that yep. the same thing could be like said in tennis, uh, golf, those individual sports. Those are really tough. You know, it takes yep. really, really tough uh, frame of mind to say to yourself, there's nobody else to blame here but me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah I, I think it, a lot of people need that, you know, and yep. find it, finding those ways to challenge yourself on a daily basis. You know, I think Joe Rogan says, uh, conquer your inner bitch. <laughs> you know, just get out there and do the things that are tough and yeah. it'll make you stronger, you know? And I know, you know, from my experiences with those types of things, it is true. And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, uh, I greatly appreciate your insight. I think it's, uh, it's cool to talk to people. Like this is something that like, I probably know the least about it. Uh, as far <laughs> as a lot of the things that I've talked to people about, it's been a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you really shed some light on some things that I would have never thought about. So mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate it, man. And, uh, is there anything that you're involved with? Do you have uh, your leather goods that you're selling? Uh, do you have any uh, things that you're pushing like that, that you would like to share here and I can use it as a platform for you to promote? Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is Ashton's Leatherworks, And that's, that's it. I just got a couple, I think I got maybe four or five things on there. Just kind of just simple designs. Um, and if you all like them, then you know, shoot me a DM and we can work something out. That'd be dope, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for sitting down with me, bro. Yeah, man. I miss you a lot. <laughs> Sad <laughs> yeah, we can't dude. see each other every, every couple Saturdays. Yeah, dude, but, this COVID yeah. stuff and then you changing jobs and, you know, me not yep. really going back in there. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to work together. We're going to do this. Yes, sir. It's happen. But, Let's uh, get, stay tuned. <laughs> that's right. So until then, Take it easy, brother, and I will see you in the future. You too, bro. I'll see you.